The Swain Event Podcast is driven by Beatty Chevrolet. For your new and pre-owned vehicle shopping needs, visit BeattyChevrolet.com. Deep down the middle, has got his man, and he's gone! Jason Swain, touchdown! It's time for the Swain Event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whoop him. It's time for the Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Get into his house and a red flag. From the Low T Center Studio, joined by my guy Ben McKee, Goval two four seven, who is live right now in North Carolina. Um. So Ben, uh, good morning, man. How you doing, man? You look good morning. You look I am pretty good. Doing all, all right after that basketball game last night. <laughs> What basketball game? It, it, yeah, neither basketball program played right, last night, right? Mm, not the entire game. Moments of the game they they played, but not not the entire game. Um, wow! Um, wow! I did not think we would be zero and three. During this stretch, um, I know the schedule was was tough. I think we're good. I think we'll be good. But I did not see zero and three in the last three. Um, but first, man, just give me an idea of the scene. Did you did you feel the spirit of Michael Jordan in the building? I I did. I I thought to myself multiple times, like, hey, this this is where Michael Jordan played basketball, which was really, really cool. Uh, The the arena itself isn't the the nicest arena in the world. uh, No, I I wouldn't say that. That would have made me feel It's very similar to to Thompson Bowling Arena pre-renovations on the inside. Uh, so it, it's not like brand new or anything along those lines, but what, what makes it cool is just all the, the history and the tradition and the nostalgia, just, just being in the arena is really, really cool. Uh, you, you see all of the final four banners and, uh, the retired jerseys and, and I need to do some research, but they, they have all their retired jerseys, which was, if I had to guess, off of seeing them seven to eight somewhere in there it it seemed like but then they had a bunch of other jerseys hanging as well i mean like 50 jerseys hanging as well and Mm -hmm. obviously you're not going to retire 50 jerseys so i'm curious those other jerseys that were not retired 
that they were in white. The other ones were surrounded like kind of in blue. Uh, I don't know if they were all Americans or uh, it was too many to be like ACC player of the year. So uh, I, I'm not sure, but they had like all the jerseys hanging up in the rafters. It was just really cool. You, you look up and you see all the great players that have come and, and played at, at North Carolina and walking through the tunnel to, to get back to the press conference and in the media room. It's, it's just a lot of history and tradition and it's really freaking cool to be around and and you just kind of feel the the magnitude as soon as you walk up to the building and especially when you get into the building uh, it it's really cool one of my favorite things about my job is that after games i kind of get to sit there and work and it's really cool to sit there and work in a quiet stadium in a quiet arena and to, to sit there kind of courtside and in, in the dean dome uh, amongst all the history, amongst all the nostalgia in a, in a quiet arena. It, it was really, really cool. Uh, so it, it, it's always been a bucket list item. I've been back when I lived in North Carolina in middle school, but I, I was in fifth grade and it was a preseason exhibition game. So I, I don't really remember much of it. So as I've gotten older, it's kind of been a bucket list trip and it, it, it exceeded expectations just because of the tradition and, and the nostalgia that you're surrounded by. Man, I'm I'm happy for you, man. That's a really really cool, cool experience. Uh, that's one of the couple of meccas in college basketball places you wanna you wanna be, places you wanna witness a basketball game. So uh, that's really 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 cool. Well, let's talk about this game, man. Um, let's talk about it. Let's see here. Get the stats right here. Tennessee 48, Vanderbilt 24, Joe Milton 383 yards, four touchdowns. Great day on senior day, huh? Yeah, he he, he was really efficient, had what? great pocket awareness, stepped Man. up in the pocket, yeah. d- delivering some some really great throws. Mel Keaton was good. Uh, Jacob Warren, McCollin Castles, Jalen Wright goes for 1,000. Yeah, man. Really, re- really, really great day for Tennessee's offense against Vanderbilt. Uh, on Saturday, uh, curious to see if they can translate that to a bowl game. We'll, we'll see how many of those guys want to sit out in a bowl game. That that's a that's an interesting conversation, but good way to go out on Saturday. I'm trying, man. I'm trying not to talk about this basketball game, but Tennessee baseball's first pitch is in two and a half months. Yeah, that's not doing things for me right now. <laughs> Man, he, he, uh, he, here's the concern. USC receivers are entering the portal. I, I I know the only receivers you want to take from the portal have to be from like USC or Clemson or Ohio State. No Vanderbilt Texas. players. No Vanderbilt players. Which I was totally joking the other day. They have to be a former five star. I don't care only, where they're from. Only can be top 100 players. Just be good. Make us better. Ne- I don't care ne- where you're from. Ne- Never mind that those players are probably in the portal for a reason if they're leaving those schools. But I, I know that's your only criteria to, to bring players in. Hey, man. Brew didn't do anything where he was from. And look what he's doing here at Tennessee. So you don't you don't have to be a world beater, but you still got to have some some talent and some potential. And uh, I think Hypo offensively can get it out of you. All right. Here's the biggest concern with the basketball team. 
I'm not freaking out, honestly. I think what you're going through right now can help you long term. And this is a long term sport. I don't think last night is going to eliminate Tennessee from the 64 team playoff. Like, I, th- I think we good, B. <laughs> like, I think we all right. I think we still in good shape to make the 64 team playoff. I think we okay. But the free throw difference. And I'm not looking at the officials. I think that's sometimes the easiest thing to do. But this is what we saw last year, Ben. Relying on on the shot, not being able to hit it, 8% in the first half from three. North Carolina shot 10 more free throws than Tennessee in the first half and made 10 more free throws. I mean, that was a free throw clinic in the first half by both teams. Didn't miss a free throw. 22 free throws between the two teams. North Carolina shot 16, zero misses. But when you look at the entire game, Tennessee shot 16, made 13. North Carolina shot 38 free throws in May 32. Freddie DeLeon was supposed to be the slasher, the guy that can get to the bucket, create some fouls, finish around the rim. We got to have more dudes attacking the rim, getting to the foul line getting those free free throws, getting those free points when the shots are not falling. In the second half being, the shots were falling, but you had dug yourself too big of a hole. And Rick Barnes, like I heard Rick Barnes speak about his basketball team over the years here at Tennessee. I don't remember Rick Barnes speaking like that about his first half basketball team. I don't remember that. And, um, they were they were boo boo in the first half, Ben. There's just no other way to say it. <laughs> Did it look as yep. bad in person as it looked on TV? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it probably looked a little bit worse because you, you could see the reaction of of Tennessee's bench uh, the the entire time. Whereas on TV, you you, you don't always see the reaction of the coaches. Uh, the the coaching staff was was losing their mind the entire time. Rick, Rick Barnes. Uh, was very animated as he always is, but uh, especially last night, and and he had several comments post game uh, where his common word was baffled. He he was baffled by what he was seeing there in the first half, uh, just guys not following the scouting report, guys being stagnant. Uh, he said he must have asked himself out loud or to the coaching staff twenty times, "What are we doing?" Uh, he, he said he didn't even recognize the, the players that were on the floor. And uh, he, he was very, very irritated, said in his nine years at Tennessee that that, that half of basketball was the, the worst. Uh, he, he oddly said it, but the, the worst half coached team that he's had in, in his nine years, especially when you consider the amount of talent that this bunch has. Uh, he he thought because of how much talent this group has that it, it just made the performance 
even worse. And uh, I, I think the thing that is most frustrating, I, I, I won't say I'm most concerned about this because I think this will prove to be just kind of a one-off. The game reminded me of last year's Colorado game. And last year, that Colorado game proved to be a one-off. And I think that this will be the case again in this regard, just that they, they didn't show up ready to play. It doesn't make sense to me why they did not show up ready to play after they lost to Purdue and Kansas. And you're playing in the freaking Dean Dome, like we talked about, like all that tradition and history and all the great players that have played there. You, you're not ready to go from the jump. That to me is weird, but you, you can count on one hand the amount of times that Tennessee hasn't showed up ready to play. They may not have always played well, but they were locked in and played hard. And that was not the case in the first half outside of Josiah Jordan James and, and a little bit of Dalton Connect on, on the offensive end. Uh, and, and to me, that was the most frustrating part is because they they just were not ready to play. And to me, that that's the that's the biggest negative that 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 can be said about you as a player, in my opinion, is that you didn't show up ready to play when the game started. Mm. And it was it was because you weren't locked in mentally and you, you did not prepare yourself mentally to to play. I, I thought that was the most disappointing aspect. But again, you don't see that from Santiago Vescovi. You don't see that from this group under Rick Barnes. So I, I do think it'll prove to be a learning lesson, an unfortunate learning lesson. But the, there's more X's and O's things that that is more concerning uh, going forward. But to, to to not show up and not be ready to play that that was very front runner ish, and it, it's it's I don't I don't understand how you allow that to happen. And because you allowed that to happen, I don't think the defense is as bad as it looked in the first half. The defense was bad because they did not show up ready to play and their defensive rotations were atrocious, just absolutely atrocious, either not knowing where to go or or not rotating strong enough, quick enough, well enough. Uh, I, I thought some of their switches on the perimeter were, were very lackadaisical, very lazy. I, I don't know if the switches were lazy because the mind was tying up the feet because they were confused or something, uh, or if it was just simply poor effort. And then there were just guys that didn't know where to be on on the defensive end. Uh, and I thought it all stemmed back from not being ready to play a tip-off. And uh, you, you better hope. I think it'll prove to be a one-off, but they better find a way to make it a, a one-off because that can't happen again. 865-255-03 is the Slam Event Hotline. We'll go to the Betty Chevrolet text box on the other side of our first break. It's been McKee, Go Vols 247. I'm Jason Swain, live here in the Low T Center studio. Nine turnovers in the first half, 20 points off turnovers for North Carolina. Recipe for a nail. Be right back. Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue.
Hey, Knoxville, we all know the importance of mental health. Most people don't have regular mental health care. They often wait. Let's change that. Isn't it time we all consider our mental health as important as our physical health? If you are ready, Mind Body Wellness in Knoxville can help you design a plan for your mental wellness. We are accessible, affordable, and available. You are worth it. Visit mindbodyknoxville.com to schedule a mental wellness assessment today. When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go. Dead End Barbecue. Dead End Barbecue has been featured on ESPN's Taste of the Town, the first barbecue restaurant on the SEC Network, CBS Sports, Headline News Tailgate Show, Amazon Prime's The Restaurant Comeback, Food Paradise, and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in America. The search is over. Dead End Barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland Avenue right here in Knoxville. You can even have it delivered right to your door through Chow Now. Visit their website at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Hey, Vol Nation. This is Charlie Pratt, financial representative with Modern Woodman and MWA Financial Services. Modern Woodman has been touching lives and securing futures for 140 years. Being born and raised here in East Tennessee, I'm honored to help East Tennesseans in all phases of life with retirement planning, investments, and life insurance. A big win on Saturday starts with preparation early in the week. A secure financial future starts with planning today. Contact my office today at 865-919-6468 to review your financial plan and make sure you are on track for success. As always, go Vols. Registered representative and investment advisor representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Modern Woodman of America, member of INCRA, SIPC. Good morning, Swain Event family. Take a deep breath in and release. We're all back together in the AM and life is good. If you have real estate needs, just give me a call, Jennifer Morris at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com and go Vols. Just because you can't call in doesn't mean that you have to sit on the sideline. Impact the show with a text box. It's part of the free Swain Event app. So an event fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America, 865-255-03 is our number. Ben McKee, Govals 247. I'm Jason Swain, live here in the Low T Center studio. I think the free throws is a big, big stat. Some of those losses last year, you can point to the free throw difference there. How we... Set up a lot of jump shots and unable to connect. But Dalton did. I know, sounded like Lil Wayne. I didn't try to do that. Um What what was going on with um with Santi, man? Was he like under the weather or like what? Cause you you, you see 14 minutes played. Zero points, zero three-point attempts, zero free throws. Dude, he had more fouls than points. This is not a Santiago Vescovy that I'm used to seeing. I don't think I've ever seen this Santi. I think out of everybody on this basketball team, he seems to be affected the most by the, the additions to this team. His game has changed the most, it seems. I did not envision him barely showing up against North Carolina. Um, 
my man Robbie shot me a text. Said all he heard during the pregame was the downstairs saying how upset the coaches and players were about how Hawaii ended. How they were angry. Ready to get back on the court. And uh, I think this is a direct reflection, a negative reflection, on the veterans. The guys who've been here. Guys that have played in these games. Understand what it takes. You've been in these battles before. You can't allow your team to play like that in the first half. I'm looking at. And these guys that I, that I big fans of, still going to love after I say what I'm going to say. But it starts with your point guard. He's quarterback of your team, right? And then it goes down to your veterans, Josiah George James and Santiago and May Shack, um, a dude like you've been here. You know the standard. You can't come out there playing like that in the first half after losing the previous two games, Ben. I thought we were going to see more of a sense of urgency. It was a must-win game. Whatever game is must-win game. It's definitely a must-win game after you lose the previous one, and even more so when you lose the previous two. Bad loss for the leaders on the basketball team. Yeah, I, I, I do think it, it it's more of a poor reflection on Santiago Vescovi than, than anybody else because – I thought Josiah Jordan James showed up ready to play basketball. And when he when did. things were kind of spiraling spiraling out of control there in, in the first half, uh, Josiah kind of put his head down and, and went to work best he could, uh, trying to get to the rim and, and did so multiple times. Had, had the nice dunk out of nowhere down the middle of the lane, uh, hit a couple shots on, on the elbow, was able to, uh, to, to generate some offense with, with his mid-range game. So I, I thought Josiah did his best to, to try and will Tennessee into getting back into that basketball game, uh, but it obviously was was not enough. And and I'm I'm still just kind of stunned that Santiago Vescovi no showed the, the way that he did, uh, and, and I can't tell you exactly why because it, it it baffles baffles me much like it baffled Rick Barnes last night. Uh, it, it kind of came out of nowhere, and that's not the Santiago Vescovi that everybody's come to know and, and watch over these last several seasons. Uh, but but that's no doubt something that they're going to have to figure out uh, moving forward. Uh, I, I'm I'm not too concerned of, about it. Um, I know that sounds maybe a little crazy to to say, but to me, like you 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 know, Santi is is going to play with his hair on fire way more often than not. Uh, again, that that was part of the reason it, it was so surprising to see Santi play the way last night is because that's not his M.O. That's not the way that he operates. That's not what you expect from him. Um, and, and it's because he has a long resume now of not showing up, not ready to play. And and again, that's what makes it so baffling and, and so mysterious as to why, that, why it actually – happened I, I i do think he's still trying to to figure out the best way he can help this team whether that be as a distributor whether that be as a guy that needs to get them buckets uh, he played well in the last game out against kansas he, he he played really well offensively in that game and he had been playing well aside from 
uh, the points production leading up to that game. He was just doing it in different ways in different areas. Uh, but last night was totally different than, than what we had seen. I, I don't know why he was not ready to play, but it, it was not a great look. I, and I would expect for him to, to bounce back. Uh, he, he, he had some performances that looked similar last year, kind of like that Colorado game that, that I mentioned earlier. And, and he, and there's, People were a little concerned about him, and he bounced back well moving forward. And I would expect him to do the same moving forward as well. He has been a, a, through a lot over the last month. Obviously, during the preseason, he went back home and dealt with the death of a of a family member. Uh, and Rick Barnes has talked publicly about how, from the basketball standpoint, he was in a really, really nice rhythm before he left to go back home to Uruguay. And, and that kind of threw him out of a rhythm. So I'm sure getting thrown into the fire of this non-conference schedule that Tennessee is playing, I'm, I'm sure he's still trying to regain that rhythm on top of maybe dealing with the emotions of losing a a family member. So uh, I do think Santi will be fine in the long run because his career says that he will be fine. He 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 doesn't have performances like that. Not often. You, you can count on one hand how many performances he's had like that. Uh, but that doesn't excuse last night. Last night was, I mean, it was, it was really, really poor from Santi. And if this team is going to make it as far as they want to make it, it's got to be with Santiago Vescovi helping Josiah lead the charge from a leadership standpoint. That's why I was asking you, like, what was going on? Hurt, sick? Because that's not a, a Santi that I have grown to um, watch and witness play the game with his hair on fire. I mean, Rick Barnes alluded to Santi being complacent uh, last night. He, he was asked about Santi uh, and only playing four minutes in the second half. And he said, consistency. I just told the team that the one thing that I'm really, really guilty of is complacency. I can't stand it. I don't care who it is. Uh, and to be honest with you, if we hadn't gotten back in the game, he, he would not have played. The only reason he played is because Don't Connect got hurt at the end, and he kind of had to put put Santi in there uh, at at the very end. So, uh, based off of that, uh, he he it seems like Rick felt like he showed up and and was complacent when, when he did show up, and that's why uh, he struggled last night and, and only played four minutes in in the second half. Man, that's that's why sports at, at this level. It's mental. It's so mental. It is so mental. And even at the, even at the high school level, like if you're not ready to play, you are not going to play well. Period. Point blank. It doesn't matter how much talent you have. You're not going to play well. You have to be mentally locked in. You have to be able to exhibit mental toughness to stay locked in when things don't go right during the course of a basketball game. When you don't get the call that you thought you should have gotten. When you've played perfect defense, but the offensive player still scored. That happens. Like, R.J. Davis made a shot last night on the left wing, left slot area. He caught the ball. Tennessee had great possession of defense up until that point. We closed out well. R.J. Davis was off balance and I don't know if you remember this play because he shot a couple threes <laughs> he made five but like it was one of his 
five makes. He was off balance, got his feet together, shot it. And I was like, there's no way he's off balance. There's no way he's feet not set and hit it. Sometimes that happens, but you still got to be able to play the next play. This game is so, so mental. It, it really is. And I didn't mean to say Josiah Jordan James wasn't ready to play. The play of our basketball team reflects poorly on the seniors and, and veterans. And Josiah is one of those veterans. But he was balling. He was the most efficient ball. 20 points on only 11 shots. He was balling. You'd like to see him get to the free throw line a little bit more than just two times. But no problem with Josiah Jordan James producing for for Tennessee last night. And it's not like it gets all that easier. I mean, I guess it kind of does. You're not going to play Purdue or Kansas. um, But you do have Illinois around the corner. And they take and basketball NC pretty serious. Yeah. And, and NC State hasn't had some good performances of late with former Vol, uh, DJ Burns, but it it's still NC State, not Tennessee Tech. So you, you do have a couple of interesting games uh, coming up. And at the end of the day, as frustrating as that first half was, that they still had a chance to, to win – the last three games they did uh, against some of the top teams in the country and Rick Barnes is famous for playing these tough non-conference schedules and and even by his standards this year's non-conference schedule is even on a different level toughest so it's frustrating there's some concerns here and there to maybe keep an eye on Uh, but I think when it's all said and done that this is only going to help Tennessee grow, assuming that the players allow it to help them grow going forward. 865-255-03 is our telephone number, the Beatty Chevrolet text box. Always open for you to send comments, questions. It is portal season in college football. Raleigh Vall says, as a Raleigh native, NC State will get smacked by us. Dino the Dude. Okay, this is a new name on the text box. As far as the team goes, a part of me being so upset, too, is we are normally really good early in the year and then fade later on. Maybe we approaching different and can struggle early with the big games, figure it out, get better for conference attorney time rather struggle now than then opposite how last few years have been what well, i mean when they got eliminated by michigan we was playing our best basketball late in the season won the sec tournament shot the lights out of the ball in the first round and then michigan happened so it's really hard to like put your finger on a trend because basketball is one of those sports like baseball your butt can go home any day with the ball just not falling through the hoop. You're just not connecting on the, on the baseball. Well, a bad day will send you home, and you got to have some little bit of luck on your side too. 
That was um that was rough. It was. I I, I do think there are some positives to, to take away. Uh Jonas Adu is playing some some really good basketball right now and and Rick Barnes seems to be really thrilled where Jonas is at. Uh talked about moving forward, running things through him offensively, uh, because Jonas has finally realized like he's been saying all these years, Rick has to Jonas that he can be more than than just a, a role player that fits in. He he can be kind of a focal point of an offense, and we've seen that from Jonas a little bit here these last three games against some of the country's best post players. And uh, I think Jonas has proven that he's also one of the the country's best post players. Not not as not on the level of maybe a Zach Eady or Hunter Dickinson, but not far behind. Uh, and, and that's kind of what Rick Barnes just talked about the last couple of press conferences and how moving forward, they're going to start to run more and more through Jonas. So uh, I, I do think that was a positive to, to come from the game. Uh, Josiah getting back on track after playing three games in three days and, and struggling there at the end of the Maui Invitational. That was good to see. Uh, and, and also had a little bounce in a step. Mentioned the dunk earlier. I mean, that dunk kind of came out of nowhere and uh, really got up off the floor and, and slammed it home. I thought Zakai started to settle in a little bit more. I, I thought this was the, the best game that Zakai had played. Seemed more under control. Seemed more like himself. Seemed like a, a nice step in the right direction as as he continues to work his way back from that torn ACL. Uh, Kate Phillips, he came in and, yep. and gave Tennessee really, really good minutes. He did. Uh, he, he's gonna he, he's gonna be a dude uh, for for Tennessee. I, I don't know. To, to what extent, but he, he's going to be a playmaker over the course of his career at, at Tennessee. He, he just, he's an energizer bunny. He, he goes all out all the time. Uh, and, and he'll, he'll go get the basketball. He'll go block shots. Uh, he, he's a really nice player for Tennessee and, and will be as he gets some more experience under his belt. So that was good to see, especially with, uh, Tobey being out and, and then Dalton connect. I mean, we're 40 minutes in and. Uh man, what a performance from him last night. Don't have to say anything. Don't even have to say anything about Dalton because like it's understood. Dude yeah, yeah. is special. Like Yeah, I, I said last night on our postgame podcast at Govals 24-7, like dude had 37, not surprising at all. I'm not at all surprised to see Dalton have 37. And and 37 on the road ties the most points ever inside of the Dean Dome by an opponent. I mean, that's crazy. Think, think of all the great basketball that's, that's been played in there. And, and Dalton Connect tied a, a, a guy from the, the late 80s, I believe, that played at LaSalle for, for most points in a basketball game inside of the Dean Dome. That, that's, that's pretty crazy. He, and he was just super effective, uh, 13 of 17 from the floor, uh, scoring from the perimeter, the mid-range, getting to the basket. Uh, he was awesome. And, and now, obviously, you, you, you hope that that ankle injury – isn't as serious as it as it looked. Uh, he was seen by a couple of people uh, walking to the team bus on his own. Now he had a very very significant limp, but it, it was better than when he had to be helped to the bench and helped to the locker room when he could not put any pressure on his left ankle. Uh, and there was one time when we were talking to Josiah Jordan James in the hallway. Dalton came came by on crutches. Uh, after going and getting his left ankle taped. Uh, but then again, uh, he was saw walking 
seen walking on his own, walking to the to the team bus. So uh, maybe it's not going to be as bad news as maybe it initially looked. And and the unfortunate part about that is you you need these guys to continue to gel together in in their new roles and these new pieces. And you don't have any significant games coming up this month. And you don't need Dalton per se right now. You, you need him by the time SEC play gets cranked up. You want him to be healthy for that. But it still stinks because now he's he's not going to get these reps playing with these with these guys and, right. and trying to, to to fit into to different roles. You're right, Ben. No significant games this month. You, you nailed it. I mean, there's some some nice games, but there, Ben, you there's you nailed there's it. Not there's not a game. There's no. There's not a game this month that's going to determine Tennessee season. You're right. There's not a game this month, my friend. <laughs> In December. Oh, okay, okay. All right, yeah. Well, you play. It is it, George Mason. It is the final day of the month. George Mason, Illinois, Georgia Southern, NC State, Tarleton State, Norfolk state you do not play in december so you got one two three four five games in december but yeah in december too but that first sec game um it is not a warm-up it is against a chris beard coach team in Ole miss so gotta get it 865-255-03 Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Stay with us. Hey, Knoxville, we all know the importance of mental health. Most people don't have regular mental health care. They often wait. Let's change that. Isn't it time we all consider our mental health as important as our physical health? If you are ready, Mind Body Wellness in Knoxville can help you design a plan for your mental wellness. We are accessible, affordable, and available. You are worth it. Visit MindBodyKnoxville.com to schedule a mental wellness assessment today. It is so good to be here with Charlie Pratt with Modern Woodman and MWA Financial Services. And Charlie, you have a passion for helping and working with East Tennesseans. Why is that? Man, I was born and raised here in Knoxville. Uh, My family's owned a business here since the 1920s. I played football at Central High School and Maryville College. I'm just really proud to work in East Tennessee. What are you the most proud of? We do a really good job of meeting people where they're at on their financial journey. I've got clients uh, that are just now starting out. I've got clients that are in the middle of saving and doing a great job. And I've got clients who have worked really hard their whole lives, and it's time for them to enjoy their retirement. It's my job to make sure their money lasts as long as they do in retirement and they're able to leave a legacy for their family. So with that being said, what are the next steps? Let's sit down and take a look at your financial plan. Give me a call, 865-919-6468. Registered representative and investment advisor representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Modern Woodman of America, member of INCRA, SIPC. Dead End Barbecue has you covered when you need the food to be on point for your next event. Go to deadendbbq.com to learn more or call 865-414-9417. Dead End Barbecue, the catering search is over. Guys, let me talk to you here. If you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low T. Schedule your complete health assessment at Low T Center. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for just $155 a month cash pay. 
or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near Low T Center or you just want the convenience of a at-home treatment, Low T Center makes it easy shipping your treatments directly to you with the peace of mind of monitor treatment. Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. I know missing the show live is a bummer, but don't fret. You can catch up on the podcast posted daily on the app, online, and on iTunes. Awesome! Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Ben McKee is in North Carolina. We're still locked in here on the Swain event. Up early. What time? Did you, what time did you eventually call it quits last night, Ben? Uh, I fell asleep around two thirty. Sounds about right. So safe travels on the it, way back home to Knoxville today. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It'd be a, a nice little five hour drive over through the mountains. Uh, it was pretty easy getting here. Uh, I, as I mentioned on Tuesday morning, I went over and watched Bishop Boswell play on Tuesday night, Tennessee basketball signee. And, and that was really cool uh, getting to spend some time with Bishop and his head coach. I, I'm a big fan of Bishop and uh, I, th- I think he's going to fit in really well to this basketball program. And then, Charlotte's only two hours from here, so made the quick drive up yesterday afternoon, and uh, I, I've been, I've enjoyed it in Chapel Hill. It's a nice little nice little town, and as I, I mentioned earlier, it's just really cool to be inside of the Dean Dome and see all of the history and the nostalgia, and, and just kind of be in that presence and, and sit in it. It's it's really really cool, and the the Jordan logo, man, it, it pops. It pops inside the Dean Dome. I know you appreciate the Jordan brand as much as I do, and and it, it's cool to kind of see it uh, plastered all all over the place. And North Carolina, they, they've got some elite jerseys. Oh, that, yeah. that elite jerseys, oh, it, yeah. probably my favorite set of jerseys outside of Tennessee. Good answer, Ben. Um, I'm no Vol Hill or anything, but yeah, I mean, you, you know how I feel about. That that Jordan brand, um, Ben. I want you to guess what Nelson from Jackson put on the text box. Uh, something about football recruiting. Close. I'm just kidding. We want you know. We it. want Jordan Seaton. No, you nailed it. Juice Wells from South Carolina just hit the portal. Would you like to see him in orange? Uh, would I? Yes, 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 yes. Juice Wells is. That dude, he's one of the best receivers in the, in the SEC. He is elite. Absolutely. Raleigh Vall says Nelson probably asking about Roger and Seaton. To my Roger, the tight end. Yeah, no, notice how notice how Riley Raleigh Vall didn't say anything about the last name for Roger. He, he's just Roger. Can you say his last name? Sally Aponga. Sally Panga. I believe that's how you pronounce it. it sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty good. We'll, we'll roll with that. Um, we'll really, 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 really learn that name if he commits to Tennessee and comes to Tennessee. Yeah, we'll we'll see. That that one seems to have come down to Oregon and and Tennessee. At least that was the case earlier this week. Obviously, I've been in basketball mode, but. Um, 
seemed like Oregon maybe had a, a slight lead on Tennessee earlier this week, but we'll see. That, that'd be a huge pickup. Tennessee needs tight ends. I like Ethan Davis a lot. I think he's going to be a nice player for Tennessee, but you, you need depth and you need more than one tight end. Uh, Tennessee has shown that and proven that the last couple of years that they, that they like to play with two tight ends and, and they're lucky that 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 position has stayed somewhat healthy the last couple of years. Do you go to the portal to get one or do you get two? How much belief That's do you great. have in, in Ethan Davis? And, um, you know, we, we have heard our fair share of, 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 I'm trying to say this in the, the best way possible. Players on offense being overhyped and not being what they were hyped to, to do, especially in the tight end room. Um, Shout out to Dominic Wood Anderson. Yeah, Dante Thornton was hyped up inside of the building. And a lot of people expected a lot from him and you know, did not see that because the expectations were through the roof from people inside the building. Um, Ethan Davis, not as much hype as Dante Thornton, but Emmanuel Oak. Uh, okay, hold on. I say Emmanuel's last name. Akoye. Akoye, there it is. He has the potential to be better than Travis Kelsey, according to some folks. But people have yet to see that. So we got to be careful with, you know, the hype, because I think it sets up the players to, to disappoint. No different than a five-star recruit coming in. Like, you expect that guy to be game-changer day one. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time. So, how many tight ends are you getting into the portal? Getting from the portal, excuse me. Do you have 100% belief in Ethan Davis is ready to go and be tight end number one? If so, maybe you're just taking one. But maybe if you have some questions, you're taking multiple guys from tight end. Uh, from the portal at tight end. Also. How, how many people are you getting in the, from the portal at, at DB? Got a lot of young dudes that we have recruited. It's going to be time for those guys to play this year. It's time for those guys to play. Like, they were freshmen this past season. Totally get why they wasn't in there. But next season, it's time for them to play. And I don't know why, y'all. If, if this doesn't explain you, then you can bypass it. You don't have to listen to this or take it to heart. I don't understand why so many people just want to get rid of Willie Martinez. I don't understand. When you look at Willie Martinez and the players that he has recruited, he's one of the best recruiters on the staff. The best recruiters on defense, defense coaches. Tim Banks and Willie Martinez are both secondary coaches. And you got some guys playing in secondary that maybe play because they have more experience and know where to go over their athleticism with some of the younger players. And that's part of it. 
and some of those older players will be moving on. And this DB room should be younger, more athletic next year. But y'all do realize you got to have players to win. And you got to have really good recruiters to get those players. And Willie Martinez is one of the best recruiters on the staff. Should it be one of the best recruiters on the staff? You can debate that. That's a valid question. Maybe he shouldn't be the best recruiter on the staff or one of the best. Maybe he should be one of the best, but not top two. I think he is a top two recruiter on the staff. I think we got to be better in recruiting. When all things are equal, it's going to go back to relationships. Everybody got money. Everybody got facilities. Everybody got tradition. Everybody got a passionate fan base. But we got to, we got to be willing to roll with younger players who are more athletic. We got to get them ready to play. But I don't, I don't get why so many people putting all the blame on, on, on Willie Martinez. Like I, uh, I, I understand he, the secondary wasn't that good, but the reason why you have a lot of talented players here who are young and ready to step into that role is because of Willie Martinez. So I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say that he don't deserve some criticism and defense don't deserve criticism. But if, if you want to get rid of Willie Martinez, you better have an answer about who's going to recruit better because you don't make changes and let guys leave unless you are willing to upgrade. So you better get somebody that can recruit better than Willie Martinez. And I don't know if you could do that. Yeah, I, I don't know if you can either. And uh, I, I completely agree with you. And I, I voiced this opinion uh, a couple of weeks ago. I mean, he, he has developed guys w- within his room. He, I mean, he, he has. Um, he, he is absolutely subject to criticism. Yeah, sure. The, the secondary has not played well. You, you, <laughs> they have not played well consistently not come close to playing well consistently. They, they've had a few guys stand out here and there, but as a group, they have not been good enough. And and go look at the secondaries of these teams that are going to be in the college football playoffs. Like you, you have to have strong secondary play. I think in today's game with these spread offenses and all of these elite wide receiver talents that, that just continue to, to come through each and every single season, you you have to have strong secondary play to to win. You, you just do, and uh, it has not been good enough for Tennessee. There's no denying that they are subject to criticism, absolutely. But I, I just don't know that the criticism should be he's he needs to be fired. He he should not come back. I I just don't feel that adamantly about the situation uh, because I I do think it was mostly. A personnel issue, a, a lack of talent. The the talent that you did have in the room was young talent, uh, but but even some of those guys that that you had come back, some veterans. I mean, Willie did do a good job, and Tim Banks as well because Tim Banks works for the secondary. Some of those older guys got developed. Kamal Haddon got better. There's no denying that Kamal Haddon was terrific this year until he got hurt. And so we're not going to give Willie Martinez credit for Kamal Haddon. Uh, Danico Slaughter, we talked about him on Tuesday, kind of had a down year because of that toe injury he was dealing with. But he's a guy that's developed 
under Willie. Jelly McCullough quietly had a nice season. It wasn't always perfect. He had some plays here and there. But wouldn't you say that Jalen McCullough, generally speaking, overall had a solid final season on Rocky Top? I mean, uh, it doesn't better than I expected. That. Yeah, better than yes. I expected based on you know years previous. He wasn't a liability like he was in, in years previous. And, and I'm not trying to say that that safety play is okay. You need better safety play. You absolutely do. But Jalen McCullough did get better under Willie Martinez. And uh, he, he does have some young cats that should be be ready to play uh, next season. And like you said, they're going to have to play. So Willie Martinez absolutely deserves criticism. I just don't know that the criticism should be that guy deserves to be fired because I don't I don't look at the situation and think he deserves to be fired. I, I don't think it's been that bad. I, I just think that he is not high on the list. Like there's a when you go and lose the games that we've lost and look the way we've looked at, you know, defense at times and offense at times, there's a list of things that are wrong. It's not just one thing. And there's a priority list. I just don't think Willie Martinez is high on the blame priority list as people are trying to make him to be. I just think that this upcoming season, it's time to start playing more athletic new guys. And it's important that Willie Martinez and Tim Banks are on the same page because you have a defense coordinator that his especially is coaching DBs. And then you bring in a DB coach. Now think about it. Willie Martinez was here before Tim Banks got here. I remember when David Cutcliffe was hired as offense coordinator, and he brought his old dudes. And so from a philosophy standpoint, are we on the same page? I, I'm asking that question because I don't know. But you have to make sure that you that you are in terms of guys that you're targeting. You can't have one position coach liking a player, but the coordinator doesn't like the player. You both have to like the player. Both have to be on the same page. You got to get dudes who are long, and you look at our commitments over the last couple of, of years, uh, and what I mean by long is rangy. They have the the reach, the ability to jam, the ability to play the ball, the athletic. And right now, Tennessee, three commitments at DB. Do you have these three commitments without Willie? I don't know. Do you have the five DBs that we were able to sign last year without Willie? I don't know. But I think every coach needs to get better and be better. That's how I mean, that's how I feel. Like every player and every coach needs to be better next year. So I don't point the finger in one area. I look at how at times our linebackers play and allowed Cody Schrader to have a career historic day. And ain't nobody talking about Brian Jean-Marie, the way they're talking about Willie Martinez. It's crazy to me. And I'm not bringing up 
a linebackers coach because I think he should be let go. I just think Elijah Heron had a rough year in a couple of games. And maybe it's time for him to be a backup or maybe he's just not ready for this stage right now. And well, that happens. Now or never for him now. Yeah, I mean, that, and that happens. I mean, he was a backup for a reason. He was thrown in the mix. Um, he did not handle it well in certain games, certain areas, but like, you didn't, I didn't hear a lot of people calling for a linebacker coach's job. Like, this program is still in the phase of trying to acquire t- talent and build depth, and they're not where they need to be. Uh, in the, in the secondary, but there's some young players, and this is why I am looking at Willie Martinez and saying, "All right, man, it's it's, it's about to be year four. In the first class, I don't even I don't even count. But I look at the 22 class, look at the 22 class for for Tennessee, and I look at the DBs in the 22 class, and I say." All right. You have D. Williams, Jordan Thomas, Christian Harrison. D. Williams was a Juco guy. It didn't work out with him at DB, but it sure worked out at, at Turner. You got Jordan Thomas, who we saw out there playing um, in a backup role, got hurt. Let's see where he is next year. I anticipate him to be a major player at safety uh, for us next year. Christian Harrison. I thought we would see more from, but hey, not ready yet. Needs to be in the mix, ready to go next year in his third year at at Tennessee. If he's at Tennessee. If he's at Tennessee, exactly. Uh, And then I look at the 23 class of, of DBs, and I say to myself, all right, it's time to see. Players from this class make a huge contribution. Jordan Matthews, Ricky Gibson, John Slaughter, Christian Conyer, Jack Luttrell, like Luttrell, like, all right, we need to see them during the spring making a push to be starters. And then you're going to have, you know, this next class of guys that, Boo Carter is going to be, hopefully, he's a receiver. <laughs> I want him. He, I want him to be a receiver, but hey, he's he's listed as a safety. He's going to be early in Rolly. Caleb Beasley early in Rolly. Uh, Farouk Edris Farouk is early in Rolly. So they're going to have an extra semester being to get themselves ready to to contribute as freshmen. I'm looking at this year, going all right, all right, Willie. It, it, it's it's time to go. We got a couple of your guys that you recruited. It's time to get them in and see how they play. I, I completely agree. I, I, I know fans already want to have Judgment Day. I, I just don't think it's fair to have Judgment Day just yet. I, I think this upcoming year is going to be Judgment Day, and it, it's it's going to be time to, to get going. It, it's kind of, if not now, then when? With with several positions, 
with, with several positions on this on this Tennessee roster on both sides of the football, I I am giving them grace because of where they started, the issues that they have encountered because of where they started, and how those issues have limited their opportunities on the recruiting trail. Uh, early on, you you had to take more of a a developmental prospect. Uh, you, you had to maybe take a, a chance on a guy that that's a little less proven, a, a guy that you knew a, a little less about, or or were maybe a little unsure of. And now they're at the point where they're, they're not recruiting those players as frequently. You're always going to have guys that that maybe you believe in more than other schools, but they're more in the conversation with perennial four stars and and high level recruits in the secondary. Uh, so I, I think at some point you are going to see better personnel because I think that's been the biggest issue. I, I do. Uh, again, that, that doesn't mean William Martinez is, isn't subject to criticism. He absolutely is. I'm just not willing to go as far just yet as to say, okay, Tennessee next needs to make a move there. And I'm glad you brought up the point about the linebackers. And, and this isn't a point being brought up to put down Brian Jean-Marie. No. Even with, with him, he's got a young linebacker room with, with Keenan Peely going down for a season-ending injury. You understand why they struggled. But, I mean, that group struggled just as much as the secondary. And outside of Rodney Garner, what, which assistant has a better resume than Willie Martinez? On either side of the football, Correct. which assistant? I mean, correct. Yeah, Glenn Ellerby, maybe. Uh, so, uh, could you upgrade from Willie Martinez? Yeah, I think you probably could. I, I, I think that you probably. But could. you got to make. But you got to make sure that you will and can. Absolutely, like it goes back to the eighty twenty rule. Like, all right, you, you think you can get better? All right, you want to fire coach former? Think you can get better? Well, you got to make sure that you get better, because if you make a move. If you don't get better, you're going to get worse. That's why you got to be careful. I, also, using the word fired, you just can't use it all willy-nilly. Like you, you can't be loose with it. Yeah, you can't. And I think fans are so loose with it. Really quick to say, fire them, fire them. We can't do that. We can't do that because it's like toothpaste out of the tube. You got a hundred percent know, like, yo, this is this is the guy that's holding this team back. It was it was about the whole conversation about Joe Milton during the season, and folks wanted a change of quarterback, and I was like, guys, it ain't like everything is in place: defense, receivers, protection, and Joe Milton, the quarterback position is the only thing that's holding this team back from winning games. It's a bunch of stuff. Well, I look at the coaching the same way when folks are asking for Willie Martinez to 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 walk away or be fired. It's like there's some other stuff besides Willie Martinez and and you know in the secondary. The dude is out recruiting damn near every coach on the staff. Dang near. And so I just think folks need to understand that and know that. And there's some conflicting reports out there, too, about Willie's Willie's future. So we'll see how that plays out. 
Yeah, we we will. We'll, we'll see if if he ends up retiring. I I believe John Bryce reported that. I don't know for sure if he was the first one to report that. Uh, but if he retires, then then best wishes to to Willie moving forward. He he is a very kind person. Always been very nice uh, in in my interactions with him, and would wish him obviously nothing but the best. His son, I, I, Ben. His son. Sorry to cut you off. His son on social good. media refuted those reports. Okay. Yeah, because he was he was responding to uh, <laughs> Richard G. West, who tweeted out something about Willie Willie uh, retiring, and Willie Martinez's son to play at Tennessee. Um, refuted those reports. So. Just that's just, that's, for whatever that's, that's pretty for. noteworthy. Yeah, for, that, that that's that's very noteworthy. So uh, it, it's rightfully a source of frustration for Tennessee fans right now. The the play of the secondary, I just think it's a little premature to have that conversation of whether he should be be fired or not. And, and it's not just that position. There's it's really every position. On the roster, I, I I believe that this year four is when you can really start evaluating whether this coach or that coach is the right guy for the job and whether they are capable of, of getting the job done. Because now they've distanced themselves from the Jeremy Pruitt situation. Uh, they'll still have recruiting limitations in terms of scholarships, but they're, they're pretty much as close to being back as they can without being back. They're, they are further removed from the NCAA issues and, and Jeremy Pruitt, and they've had more cycles to establish themselves on the recruiting trail. Uh, there, there has been, in my opinion, I think they're recruiting better players out of high school right now than when they first got here because they have distanced themselves from the NCAA and because some of the success on the football field is allowing them to recruit better football players. So th- those excuses, and I don't I don't think they're excuses. I, I think they're reasons. I really do. I think they're reasons, not excuses. Those, re- those reasons are, are starting to, to evaporate, and now it's – it's uh, it's crunch time for this staff. I, I think this is a huge offseason for this staff on so many levels from a developmental standpoint with the guys that, the, that they already have and also evaluating the portal, bringing guys in from the portal, finishing out the high school class very strongly. I mean, it's year four, and, and this is when ideally you don't want to have to properly evaluate in year four, but because it was such a, a huge mess that they took over, I, I think the fair thing is to properly evaluate them in year four, even if that is frustrating because it, it is hard to be patient as a fan. You want things now. You want to have success now, and you don't want to have to wait. But I, I think we do need to remember all of the issues that they have had to truly deal with uh, in trying to build back up the roster. You want um, Juice Wells? Absolutely. Antoine Wells from South Carolina, or you want the Vandy receiver? You, you want me to go down south and, and pick up juice for you on the way back to Knoxville? Uh, no, nah, I'm asking you which receiver you want. You want the Vandy receiver or you want Wells? If you had to pick one. Both. Nah, both. Uh-uh. 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 I mean, I'll take both, too. 865-255-03 is our number. Visit mindbodyknoxville.com to schedule a mental wellness assessment. Mind Body Wellness is mental 
healthcare that works for you. Mind Body Wellness is proud to offer a specialized approach to care. When it comes to mental health, you have a place right here in Knoxville that can help you. They can help design a plan for your mental wellness. They are accessible, affordable, and available. I got me a uh, appointment later on this week. Looking forward to it. It's okay not to be okay. It's okay to need to unload the weight that's on your shoulders. Talk through trauma. Talk through some mental roadblocks that you are maybe experiencing. Mind Body Wellness offers effective mental health treatment in an outpatient setting. 865-255-03. We'll go back to the Beatty Chevrolet text box. BeattyChevrolet.com. Ben McKee, Go Vols 247. I'm Jason Swain. Be right back. You're listening to The Swain Event. And you know this, man. Here in Knoxville, we love it when a squirrel's in the checkerboards. But when there's a squirrel in our attic, that's all sides. When that happens, call Alpha Wildlife. They're Knoxville's veteran-owned and operated wildlife removal company. When unwanted critters put their feet up on your coffee table, call 865-224-6555. Let the Tennessee fans at Alpha Wildlife evict those unwanted tenants and set your home up with a winning defense to keep that wildlife where it belongs. That's Alpha Wildlife at 865-224-6555. They have locations in Nashville, Memphis, Chattanooga, and in parts of South Carolina. Check them out online at alphawildlife.com. What's up, fellas? It's Swain. When it comes to health, there are numbers every man needs to know, including your testosterone number. I recommend going to Low T Center. They make it quick and easy to get your levels checked, and it's only $25. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and with their on-site lab, you'll know your results in 25 minutes. Low testosterone levels can make you feel tired and grumpy, can cause lack of motivation and drive. It can raise your cholesterol, cause weight gain, and loss of muscle mass. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men healthcare. Dead End Barbecue has you covered when you need the food to be on point for your next event. Go to deadendbbq.com to learn more or call 865-414-9417. Dead End Barbecue, the catering search is over. Hey there, Swain Event crew. Just like fall sports, the Knoxville area real estate market is strong and growing stronger. We're in everything region. When you get the big orange itch to buy, sell, or invest, call me, Jennifer Morris, with Keller Williams Realty at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Go Vols! Looking for a different way to enjoy the show? Yes! Then check out Swain Event TV on YouTube. They are some receivers in that portal. Juice Wells from South Carolina. Evan Stewart for Texas A&M. Ooh, boy. Ooh, boy. And portal season 
pretty exciting. Unless you are a team that's losing really, really, really good players. Not exciting for you. In Tennessee, at some point, will have players hit the portal that will surprise people, may lose them. It's going to happen at some point to everybody, but it hasn't happened yet to Tennessee. And that feels great. That's amazing. Chapane says, Richard G. West got my wife yesterday with the Martinez news. Man, yeah, I gotta have you gotta have your head on the swivel, Richard G. West, man. He will get you. QC Rodney. Just a general question here. Obviously, the head coach is responsible for making sure coordinators and position coaches improve. Who helps the head coach improve? Is that the AD or somebody else? Mm, man, that's a good one. I think it's important for the head coach to have a Woody McCorvey type figure. That's what Dabo had during his climb. Now, once you hit a level of success, are you listening? Are you changing and evolving for the right reasons? We have seen Tennessee coaches in the past change and evolve. I just think you always have to be be humble and be willing to listen to others. That's one of the best things about Danny White is when he first came in, he's willing to, to listen to others, find out what was going on, and it seems like he's still taking that approach. I think he is still taking that approach. And I think if you're a head coach, regardless if it's Tennessee or anywhere else, you got to have some guys around you that are not afraid to tell you the truth. They don't, t- they don't just tell you what you want to hear because they just want a safe job. They want results. And so they're going to give you the raw truth. You got to have guys around you like that. You can't have a bunch of yes men. But I don't know that answer. That's a really, really good question, though. Who helps the head coach improve? Is that the AD or somebody else? I think if you are AD, you don't want to be micromanaging and always nitpicking at your at your coach. But I think if you are a head coach, you got to have um, some people in your circle that can tell you the, the blatant truth because you're not going to make every right decision. Sometimes you're going to need some people to say, hey, nah, coach, that's not a good idea. And when that situation happens, is the head coach listening? Ben McKee, Go Vols 247. Riley Vols says, why did Bryce report on Basilio that uh, Willie may retire? Y'all buying that at all? Hope it's not true. Um, I would be surprised if Willie retired. And I think put a lot of stock in his son's reaction to that report, too. But I, 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 would, I would be surprised. Willie has done it for a long time. He's been a coordinator. This is his second stint at Tennessee. And I've personally seen him develop players. I've personally seen it. 
there, there's a long list yeah. of players. I mean, we, we, we've talked about it yeah. several times this this month. Um, going back to his first time at Tennessee, his list of players elsewhere. Uh, and, I, I mean, I think he's developed some guys, like I've mentioned, on, on this current roster. Yeah. Like, you, you could be a really good coach and just may not vibe on a certain staff. Like, that that, that happens. Like, Florida, Florida fired their DB coach, and I'm like, uh, he's good. Like, what is, what is Florida doing? Yeah, that, that, now Florida's defensive backs have been very bad the last several years, especially by Florida defensive back standard, where it seems like they're for a, a nice little stretch. They had a, a first round pick every single season in the secondary. So they, they have struggled on the back end quite a bit the, Corey, the last several years. Yeah. But Corey Raymond is one of the best, best DB yes. coaches in the country. And sometimes it just doesn't work out at the school. Maybe it's just not the right fit. I remember when Harry Heastan was here at Tennessee as offensive line coach, and it, it didn't work here. But then he goes to Notre Dame in 2012, and Notre Dame is undefeated until they played Alabama in the national championship game. So, like, sometimes it's about fits. doesn't mean you're not a, a good coach. I, I just don't – I don't think Judgment Day has arrived. I, I think it's too early – to have judgment day again, there's reasons to be concerned and, and frustrated, but I, I just don't think it's, I don't think you can properly judge him just yet. Yeah. It's, 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 it's time to see more from the group. It's time to see younger guys have an opportunity to go play. And, and if they're not ready to play, then that's a problem. That's a problem. If, if we don't see the secondary take a step next year, then Okay. Let, let, let's revisit this conversation. It's just not quite time to have it. We're getting close, but it's not quite time. And and I also think that they're going to have to go out and add a guy from the portal or two uh, because it, it's going to be a youthful room next year outside of a, a guy or, or two. Uh, Andre Turntine, I would imagine he's a front runner to be a, a starting safety right now. He's He'll be an older guy. Um is Tamarion back next year? Tamarion's back next year, isn't he? Dude, you know how hard it is to keep up with all these. It's so I'm I'm fairly certain Tamarion is is back. Maybe I'm losing my mind, which is very possible. But y'all see my my little landing strip on the top of my head, my ball spot landing so, strip. Yeah, right here. That's that's not little. Well, I, I you know I like to say a little as if it's actually a little. It's, it's it's time to it's time to go straight ball, Ben. We're getting close. We're getting close. I'm, I'm not. This is also a week and a half without a haircut. I like the way it looks when I initially get it buzzed for for a couple of days. I got got my little half on the see. I said little again. It's a, it's a bad speaking habit that I have, <laughs> as you know, because you you tell me about it rightfully all the time. But I I get a half on the side and, and a one on top. So and I like the way it looks when when the day of it getting cut, Get but close, I'm, close, I'm close like on the fringe. Bar. I'm on the fringe of today, tomorrow, probably be the last time y'all see me without a hat on till I get my next haircut. <laughs> you getting closer and closer to, to Paul Feinbaum. No, that, that will never happen. I'm not doing a cul-de-sac. My, my granddaddy had a cul-de-sac and it looked good on him, but I'm not doing the cul-de-sac. I, I, I will be bald 
<laughs> I, I can assure you that. Uh, McDonald's listed as a senior. So okay, but I think he has a COVID year, if if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so you, you're you're not gonna you're 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 not gonna have as many veterans this upcoming season. And I mean, it's a it's a weird dynamic. We want to see Jordan Matthews and Ricky Gibson and and some of these young guys. But you also do want to have some experience in the room. But how do you add that experience by, A, not pissing off the younger guys in the transfer portal era, and, B, you don't want these older guys to get in the way of the younger guys? Because if if you bring in more older guys to have depth and experience in the room – then they're in the way potentially of playing in front of the younger guys. It, it, it roster management. I'm so glad I don't have to deal with it uh, because you, you mentioned the tight ends earlier. And, and then we kind of went off on this defensive backs conversation. You asked me would I take one or two out of the portal. I don't know what I would do. I really don't. I, I don't think that there's a, an exact answer or a great answer because if you if you bring in two from the portal, is that going to piss off Ethan Davis? Is is that going to piss off Jonathan Eccles? Yeah, it's going uh, to be a weird look if you bring in two. Yes, for for the reasons that you're alluding to. That to me, that wouldn't. I think if you can, I think you add one from the portal. Yeah, I I, I think it would be risky to bring in two, but also if they do bring in two, I think this is what you were alluding to. It, it would tell me, or it would appear at least, that they don't have a ton of confidence in their young guys and being able to lean on their young guys. Uh, so I certainly think that they need to add one from the portal, but I would not go two because I don't want to piss off Ethan Davis, Jonathan Eccles, uh, e- Emmanuel Okoye, or potentially another high school tight end yeah. that, that they try to bring in. Yeah, I agree with you. Which I mean that, and and look, that's a scary proposition, red or I guess I, did Ethan Davis meet the redshirt requirement this year? I didn't see him out there more more than yeah, four I, games. I, yeah, I think so. So redshirt freshman Ethan Davis, true freshman Jonathan Eccles, redshirt freshman Emmanuel Okoye. If they get Roger Saliaponga, true freshman Roger Saliaponga. And like all four of those are exciting tight end prospects, but they're all really, really, really young. So it would be risky to 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 bring in or to just simply rely on them. But it would also be risky bringing in multiple guys from the portal and pissing them off. That's why I'm like, there, there's no right answer. There's no clear, easy answer decision to make. And I'm I'm so glad I don't have to deal with roster management. So glad. Yep. Now, if it, they if they if they want to give me Josh Heupel's salary, I will gladly figure it out or try to figure it out. But man, what what a what a stressful month month and a half that college football coaches and it's every sport that has to deal with it. But it's obviously portal season for football. What a stressful month month and a half that they have to deal with. Nelson says Ben got that George Jefferson. <laughs> no, nah, Ben gonna rock that Yankees hat. The Steelers had. He ain't gonna let y'all see that anymore. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. This, this about this about it. I, I give it about eight ten days, and we're on day nine right now. Yeah, we're not video streaming today because uh, Ben's on Ben's on the road, and um, so people don't see you today. But 
probably a good thing, baby. No, that's fine. <laughs> 865-255-03 uh, right now at Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and uh, Electrical. Big-time promotion taking place. Cash for the holiday promotion. They're giving away cash for the holidays with select purchases. Teaming up with Toys for Tots. They're donating $50 in toys to the Toys for Tots with every tankless water heater purchase. Giving away $250 Visa card with each unit. $500 Visa gift card is given away when you purchase a new HVAC system or any whole home generator. These purchases all have great financial options with low monthly payments. These deals are only available to the limit for a limited time until the end of the year. So make sure you schedule today at happyhiller.com. I've been hanging out with um, Anita McKee, my buddy, Mama McKee, the last two days. she uh, you, When you called and FaceTime her, there was a photo of you with a full head of hair. I mean, with the Bama bangs and everything. And I was rolling laughing. Because that was not what I saw when Mama McKee answered the phone and I saw your face. (laughs) (laughs) It it was much different. It was was much different. Way different, man. Way different. So shout out to uh, Miss McKee. She uh, came to my daughter's basketball game and got a chance to to see our, our family. It was good to see her, man. So, uh, shout out to Miss Anita McKee. All right. Um, she, she is, uh, the, she's the best, obviously. And I know she was looking forward to getting up and, and watching your oldest play, but I'm going to be hanging out with Jennifer Morris tomorrow afternoon because she is coming by my home to help me and my wife begin to put our house on the market so we can find us a new home got a baby on the way doing less than three months need a need a bigger house need more space need another room so jennifer's going to help us make that happen and she can help your family any way that you need help as well Uh, and as i mentioned on tuesday earlier this week she did announce a new extension of her real estate services through next move which is powered by keller williams realty Next Move Medical is a custom online portable, accessible 24-7, catering exclusively to healthcare professionals. It's a comprehensive solution designed with precision for healthcare professionals considering buying, listing, renting, or investing. Uh, the platform guarantees they've equipped with the best expertise and assistance every step of the way in any market across North America. So it, it is truly remarkable how many ways Jennifer Morris can help you. And it seems like she comes up with a new way to help you each and every week. So if you're in the real estate market looking to do pretty much anything, make sure you reach out to Jennifer Morris of Keller Williams Realty. Chip Payne wants you, Ben, to look in the mirror and say, oh, Smithers. <laughs> Trying to call you Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. I think uh, I, I, it's not that bad yet. It ain't that bad, Chip Payne. You had to do Ben like that. I thought we were friends. <laughs> it ain't that bad. Real D from the 423 says, just get Jolly from UConn. The tight end from UConn that had a good day against Tennessee. Here's my question. If Jolly did that against Tennessee's defense, what makes you think he can do it versus Georgia, Alabama's defense? That's Those are defenses we're trying to beat, right? Oklahoma's defense. Because 
there's a lot of guys that had good days against our defense this season because we wasn't as good as we need to be. I hate to say it, but it's the truth. So I get Jolly was balling, but will he ball like that versus Oklahoma and Georgia and Alabama and Florida? If so, then I see what you're saying, folks. Go get them. But don't be bringing anybody in just because they bought out on us. Like, our defense is number one in the country. It'd be one thing if, like, Tennessee basketball, who had the number one defense in the country until last night, had a player drop 40 points on us. Then you're like, oh, yeah, that dude's definitely a baller because he dropped 40 points on the number one defense in the country. But when you are a defense that's middle of the road and a player has a good game against you, are you sure it's because that player's really good or because your defense is not that good? He just had a good day against your defense. Something to think about. That's all. SCVFL says a new baby for being in a possible move in the next three months. Good luck to you and congratulations. See what else. It's going to be quite the, the stretch run here. That, that's why I'm going to be completely bald here in a couple months. But oh, I yeah. appreciate the well wishes. We got your back, man. To a certain extent. Uh, Chip Payne says, how does the NIL work? Does Coach Heupel know or have access to how much money is in the pot so you can go out and recruit the right player with the right amount of money? Or is that a handout to somebody else who's a spokesman for the NIL collector group? Um, Chip, I don't know if I have those details. That's 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 a little too much. You, 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 you being too nosy, Chip. You being too nosy. You you trying to ask too many questions. You want too much information, Chip. I think I think you'll be really, really, really naive of us to sit here and and assume that any head coach doesn't know the dollar amount that a player is going to be paid through NIL from the portal. Let's just say that. That's pretty fair, Ben. I'd say so. Like the days of like coaches pretending like they don't know what's going on inside their own program. Like like Harbaugh right now didn't didn't know what was going on. Rick Pitino didn't know what was going on at Louisville. It's all hogwash. Like you know what's going on inside your program. And if you don't, that means you ain't doing your job right because you should know. So take that question, Chip, and assume that coaches know, which makes it makes it weird. You have to handle it the right way. You can't be the coach negotiating deals. The player has talked to you up he's used another program to drive the price up as a as a position coach you can't be the one haggling with the player because then the player got you to increase his amount by twenty five thousand. how in the hell are you gonna coach that player hard how can you coach that player hard the coach already won against you so it's just a way you have to do it. 
It's the way you have to do it. And I'm I'm not in those meetings. I'm in, I'm not in those conversations. I know how to mind my business. And there's certain things I don't need details on. There's information that I do have, I do know, but there's some I just don't try to get because that's not that's not my business. But I do know that it's part of the deal with recruiting, especially from the portal. It's part of the deal. Ben McKee, Go Vols 247. I'm Jason Swain. Ben making that trip back to God's country today after last night's game in Chapel Hill. Tennessee falls to North Carolina 92 to 100. You can't be out here allowing teams to score triple digits on you if you have the number one defense in the country. Simple, point blank. You can't allow a team to shoot 22 more free throws than you. You can't have nine turnovers in the first half, allowing the opponent to go out and have 12 fast break points. And for the game, be minus 12 in that department. Like, you just can't do that and expect to win. Period, point blank. So, it's time to get better, guys. It's time to step up. And this is a veteran-led team. So, veterans, handle business. Fix it. Hope Dog Connect is back as soon as he can be. That ankle turn looked really, really ugly. And I know it's going to be sore today. Today's going to be the worst day. (laughs) It's the worst day today. So uh, how quickly can you get that swelling reduced? That's going to be key when we see him put on an orange again. Ben, safe travels, my friend. Thanks, sir. Appreciate you putting up with me this morning. We'll talk Tuesday. Sounds good. For Ben McKee of Go Vols 247, I'm Jason Swain. Hope y'all have a great rest of your day. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Peace and love. We are out.